Welcome to The Digital Well, a podcast by Blaine Warren. Being digital in financial services today means many things to many people, and I intend to explore that here. To ask a question or submit a comment to The Digital Well, simply find me on Twitter at Blano, B-L-A-N-O, or go to thedigitalwell.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon. Hosting and bandwidth and the PowerPress plugin for podcasting on your WordPress website are provided by Blueberry, found at blubrry.com. Additional Digital Well sponsors include Message Watcher, a modern email and social media archiving platform. Find out more at www.messagewatcher.com. And also, don't miss out on Grant Street Creatives, Creative Retainers, and Design Assistance for websites, search engine optimization, and any of your creative design needs. Find them at grantstreetcreative.com. Welcome back to the Digital Well, everyone. I'm Blaine Warren, and today we're going to be venturing into the land of content marketing. We're going to be talking about how it's evolved, where it may be headed. We're going to look at the technology. We're going to be joined by a special guest, Justin Wiz, CEO and co-founder of Vesterly. Justin, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you, Blaine. Good to be here. So, Justin, before we dig in, why don't we take a little bit of time and learn a little bit about you, your background, and also about Vesterly and where you've come in the past few years? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I first got started personally working at Fisher Investments uh, straight out of college. I was uh, w- working in marketing and sales operations for um, a pretty large RIA, Ken Fisher's group, and then broke off after a few years on my own to uh, work with uh, RIAs in the digital marketing space and uh, really learned firsthand about the challenges uh, around getting online and uh, generating leads and making business sense out of content and making business sense out of online activity uh, for, for an advisory firm. Uh, and that's what, what really led to the concept of Vesterly with my co-founder, Ralph. And um, we've been really hammering away ever since. Over the last few years, we've really uh, engineered some um, unique technology here that really serves the, the specific needs of, of wealth management firms. Uh, we, we've, we've signed on and uh, some 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 real great marquee uh, firms that we've we've seen an incredible traction with uh, among their clients and prospects, and uh, we've really grown our company, and uh, we're we're really excited to to bring the this industry to the next generation. Well, with that in mind, let's dive into the content marketing side of this. I know, in, in a general sense, we need to get a lay of the land of where we've come and and how content marketing has evolved. It's gone from just simply being yes, I'm email marketing or or sharing content, it's a little bit more of a complex strategy and we need tools to shore that up. And there's a lot of different types of tools out there and a lot of capabilities. But why don't we first just talk about the fundamentals of what content marketing means today, what the tech looks like, and perhaps uh, your perspective, of course you're looking at it from what you provide, but let's look at that perspective and get a sense for how that pans out for the industry today, what benefits and pros and cons there are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the marketing technology uh, space outside of financial services, you know, just, just horizontally, uh, has been limited by three main things that we've noticed here. Uh, and that's really helped us define our product, ra- product roadmap and our mission. Um, those three limitations that I think most advisors run into uh, include, number one, manual workflows. Um, number two, no content for them to use, and number three, useless metrics on the engagement of any metrics reported back at all. 
Um, so starting with number one, um, uh, you know, manual workflows around content marketing or marketing in general um, means what, what we've seen is, is that RIA firms are spending, you know, or, or individual advisor reps are spending six to 10 hours a week building out email templates, going out, trying to find content online, writing their own or paying someone to do all that for them. Uh, and if you're paying, you know, a college grad 40 or 50 grand or 35 grand a year, plus paying that license fee for, for, for something like HubSpot, or perhaps you're using something for free like Buffer or HootSuite or MailChimp, uh, it all increases overhead for an advisory firm. And, and as business owners, uh, they're not looking to, to, to spend more time and more money um, on their marketing practices, or they're looking to sit down with clients and new prospects. And, we've, and they're not marketing departments, they're not marketers. And, and, and we wanted to, to create some technology that, that speaks to that and that actually meets that need. Uh, you know, if an advisor's hourly rate is $100 or $150 an hour and they're spending three to six hours a week or even just two hours a week uh, building MailChimp campaigns or constant contact campaigns, that's $1,200 a month and lost time that they're spending on marketing, plus an assistant to do it for them uh, or help them bring it all together. So there's a lot of money and time being spent on on online marketing. And finally, the thing missing in, in a lot of these technologies that are available now is um, uh, it's just useless metrics. You know, uh, page views, click through rates. These things don't grow the assets under management uh, or the number of clients that a, that a firm is doing business with. Right. So how can we actually create something that uh, gives the advisor an automated workflow, but that it's it's delightful, it's personalized with 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 all kinds of unlimited content from around the web, and that actually shows them the identities and behavior of the people interacting with their firm, uh, clients and prospects, because that's the type of technology that can really cut through the noise and, and deliver something that makes business sense. So, uh, yeah, that's really what we've seen in the industry is um, is, is is that kind of friction, and we're and we're looking to reduce it. So you make an important comment there about analytics, and that is one of the challenges, right? We're always looking for ways to to understand how to take the, the those clicks and page views, which we need to know if anybody's out there, and go to the next level, right? I talk about that a lot with Google Analytics. When you're looking at pure web analytics, there's a lot under the surface that allows you to learn a dramatic amount about what you're doing through your website. Talk a little bit about how that's evolved at the platform level, like what you're doing with Vesterly. Talk about those analytics and what that means to your audience. Yeah, yeah we're really looking to reduce uh, all the busy work and the homework and, and the project management work around complex marketing campaigns. That's just not for financial advisors. It just doesn't work. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an increase in overhead. So what we, what we really wanted to do is provide a new and simplified set of data on the identities of people, what are their reading behaviors, and what, what is their source. So Vesterly technology is actually a, um, a customized web browsing experience uh, by the financial advisor firms. So they're able to get into our system, have access to unlimited web content in real time, or, in, or bring in their own content if they like as well, like videos or white papers or blog posts, and actually create a browsing experience uh, similar to a web browsing experience without forcing their, their, their readers to download a plugin or download a, a new browser. So that entire experience happens on their website. So I could be reading Forbes or Kiplinger or The Economist on my advisor's website and then toggle right over to his blog without ever 
changing my, my behavior, my, my routine content discovery experience that, that most people do every day online anyway. So because of that browser technology uh, and because our technology recognize, recognizes the email recipient when they, re, when they come into that browser, we're able to then put together a specific reader profile on them with their name, their email, their face, Everything, you know, if they signed in with a social network, it, all that to actually put a, a, a face and a name to the activity that's happening um, on that superficial level. So advisors can act on it so that they could so can access that, a simple dashboard that says, here's a person that's read five of your newsletters and they, and they were invited by one of your clients. This is their name. This is their email. Let's reach out to this person. Um, so that, that's how our technology has enabled us to, to, to get past the superficial distribution side where you're just sending out links uh, but and actually create a closed feedback loop to keep people in the universe of the advisors so they can actually act on some meaningful data. So you're certainly talking about more than just pushing messaging out. Talk a little bit about that atmosphere, right? There's more going on. You, you, we need to be able to, in the manual sense, we've always thought it's web content, which goes out through an email channel, which now can extend to social channels. We can now look at other mediums. Talk a little bit about how that's evolved and how you're addressing that space when it comes to doing multiple channel marketing, right? What's your strategy? What's your approach to solving that problem uh, for your customers? Yeah, exactly. That browser experience that I, just, that, that I described is really a page that lives off of the advisor's page or gets embedded into the advisor's page. And you can see examples of these on on a lot of our customers' websites um, it, where, where they're actually uh, streaming fresh content, very image-oriented, third-party content or, or their own content um, in, in real time. And, and they're sending traffic to that location uh, from social media, from emails, uh, and from anywhere a link can go. So it really becomes the V at the bottom of their marketing funnel. Anytime they put something on the web, like on their LinkedIn page or their Facebook or their Twitter page, they're making sure that it, that it links back to their vestrally browsing experience. So if you find an interesting article on the New York Times and you'd like to put that on your LinkedIn feed, you can find that, that article through Vesterly and po post it to your Vesterly feed and then publish it from Vesterly to LinkedIn, sending your LinkedIn clicks to a place where you're able to identify who they are. Right now, LinkedIn doesn't do that for you. It just lets you share. Um, but we want to help our customers share in a way that makes business sense. Now, one of the things that comes up a lot now, especially in the last 24 months, is mobile traffic, right? So as we work on these multiple channel solutions, right, where we, we're focusing on web, email, audio, video, social, various different channels and mediums, and we keep hearing that the traffic is now trending beyond 50% for mobile traffic versus overall traffic, right? So the, the odds of someone getting it on their phone or tablet first are almost a majority, soon will be. How do you handle that issue, right? Is it a solution on your side or is it also a step that the advisor or customer has to take to make sure their site is ready? I'm sure it's a little bit of a balance of both, but how are you attacking that to help your customers deal with this surge and absolute shift to mobile traffic first before someone takes the time to hit the desktop and start exploring a solution or visiting someone's site or destinations online from a desktop browser. 
that's that's one of the beautiful things about our technology is that all the te- all the the content that's rendered within this browsing experience is all mobile ready. Um, so without ha- forcing the user to have to download an app. So again, if they're on Twitter or if they're on Facebook or if they're on LinkedIn or if they're just checking the, an email that you delivered with Vesterly to, into their inbox and they click on it, uh, they immediately get that that content. Uh, in your in your browsing experience in a mobile ready display essentially creating a mobile news reading app for every advisor that uses our our, our technology uh, it's really exciting um, we're even taking some sites that are not mobile ready um, and we're making them mobile ready uh, so it's uh, through, through our through our technology because our technology has to standardize every piece of content that's rendered with it that's displayed with it so it's um it's actually helping advisors look really sophisticated in a turnkey way. So then that leads to the evolution of content, right? Because all these mediums are emerging, right? For example, we've gone from text to very image-driven posts. Uh, there's a channel of audio. A lot of folks who like podcasting are using audio or voiceover or screencasting. And then you've got this surge of interest in video in the industry in every type of marketing fashion or content delivery fashion because you're curating as well as allowing folks to put content into the engine you're also curating certain channels of web content how do you deal or or track that shift right those happen pretty significantly outside the industry and then the tail curves up within the industry as it catches on what kind of things are you doing or how do you deal with the fact that that shift is going to happen and it may be more frequently perhaps than you might prefer? So, so, so Vesterly is really, we're, we're content agnostic. We're not pushing any content more than anything, uh, any other content. Uh, we're really, we, we're really providing a tool to display uh, and distribute and measure the interaction with any content that these firms are looking to, to put out. So we have some firms that only do video. We have some firms that only do their own original white papers, and we have some firms that only stream uh, uh, third-party lifestyle articles uh, in an automated fashion so they could just have this working for them in the background. Um, It it really spans the entire spectrum of uh, of what type of content is being used. Um, But what we found is that uh, as long as a customer uh, eventually understands that uh, putting content into their Vesterly and, and rendering it and displaying it there, um, makes much more sense than putting it somewhere else where they can't track the, the actual readers. Um, then, then they end up being a lot more successful than with, with whatever content they're using. Um, but one thing we have to make sure we do is just make sure that we are mobile ready. Uh, we're constantly monitoring to make sure that the, the content that we're rendering is, uh, is is making sure that our our our, our, our customers are are looking sophisticated and sleek um, and coming across well. So now one of the things that that I lean towards in hearing you discuss these different components of content marketing and technology and also some of the very focused things that you're doing at Vesterly is I immediately think this is a way to bridge that channel of getting digital engagement and bring it back to the place where advisors know what to do with it, right? In the relationship side of the business where it's the meetings, the phone calls, the virtual web meetings, the video and the webcam meetings where the rubber meets the road, right? That's when the relationship decision is made is when there's some sort of personal meeting and engagement in an offline way. So I automatically think of CRM. What kind of things are you doing to bring this sophisticated engagement data, get it into CRM where advisors are very comfortable in most cases in tracking and managing a pipeline? 
Absolutely, yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, we, we have a variety of integrations with CRM and um, we're, we're working on um, uh, refining them. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that uh, technology can do certain things better than people, but people can still do certain things better than technology. Um, and there's, you know, uh, the, there are a lot of um, a lot of new uh, uh, movements coming out around predictive analytics and uh, matching systems uh, and that sort of thing. You know, sort of dating and Match.com type systems uh, for for advisors. We really think that there's still things that humans can do better than algorithms. Um, we have a lot of great algorithms over here that are very powerful in driving our content curation engine to make sure that we're personalizing experiences for, for, for advisors, clients. However, uh, acting on that data is something that the advisor has to take on themselves. Um, our system is not going to close. We can do everything but close the deal. Uh, so interacting with CRM is a very important part of that. Um, getting, uh, we have a turnkey integration with Salesforce. Uh, we have a, um, a basic integration with Redtail that we're looking to actually uh, uh, make a little bit more robust over the coming months. Uh, we're finishing up an integration with Juncture as well um, so that advisors can access this and, uh, and actually take the data that's happening investorly and make it actionable within their, their hub, their CRM. Uh, that's, um, what that really means is very simply, who is this person? How are they interacting with my firm? Where did they come from? Um, were they referred to me by someone sharing content or were, did they come straight from my Twitter feed or did they come from, from, from the content on my website and sign into the, uh, content discovery experience there? Um, and being able to create tasks in their CRM or, and automate, uh, new steps, next steps. Um, based on the different uh, data points that are flowing in, you know that's um, that's 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 pretty heavy for for a lot of these advisors. I mean, you're taking an automated content marketing solution that's powering up your email, your social, and your website enhancement, and it's taking all that data, it's synthesizing it, it's cleaning it up, and it's making it available in your CRM so that you can pick up the phone and you know if you source just a handful of clients per year. Uh, from, from that system that you have in place working for you, uh, it more than pays for itself many times over, but also really sets up these firms to create scalable processes so that they can build enterprise value and become you know, less of a practice and more of a business um, that actually has something, uh, you know, a, a repeatable process in place. So, yes, yeah, CRM is super, super crucial in that. And, um, you know, integrating with, with, with those in a robust fashion is always going to be part of our roadmap. Well, and that's great to hear. CRM, to me, is an essential ingredient to running any business, but especially in a relationship business where you know you're tracking from a sales perspective and a marketing perspective prospects, clients, influencers, affiliate relationships, and understanding and knowing that you can syndicate that data outbound from CRM to all the many tools and technologies you need to use. As these tools evolve and as technology in general, especially in the marketing space evolves, now we can get digital engagement data into CRM, richen up that well of intelligence that we have both on the sales front from a pipeline perspective and also understanding our relationships with our clients even deeper by the way they engage with us through those digital channels. So very fruitful discussion. I appreciate you, Justin, taking the time to join us today. And I thank everybody for tuning in as always. If you have questions or comments, be sure to reach out and I will hope to hear from you soon. Thanks, Justin. You bet. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to The Digital Well, a podcast by Blaine Warren. 
To ask a question or submit some feedback, you can find me on Twitter at Blano, B-L-A-N-O, or you can go to thedigitalwell.com, where you can also subscribe to be sure you don't miss an episode. Thanks as always for tuning in, and we do hope to hear from you soon.